This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. 1 2 wicket Tunga. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield Town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round De Gea. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Zanka to turn it into the pattern. Yes! Tommins scored! Tommins has scored! One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history! De Plattras forward, De Plattras got the better yeah! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance, the warm-up. Happy New Year to all, and should all acquaintance be forgot and never thought upon? Absolutely not, because it's Reading in the crosshairs this week, and there is one game with them we shall never forget. And with me, as always, to preview this game is Quiz King, Brady Frost, and uh, Happy New Year to you, and Mr. Markham. How are we doing? Happy New Year, mate. Fantastic. So, town host Reading this Saturday, uh, and growing up, I was always told that Reading were a bit of a bogey side. And they used to have this striker called Trevor Senior, who used to score against us quite a bit. Uh, during that specific period, uh, which started around 1985, and that's not when I started going, by the way, uh, up to 1993, when I was told it, they were a bit of a bogey side, we only actually won twice in 19 attempts against Reading, which uh, gives a little bit of credence to the fact that they were a bogey side at that point. Um, so it's unsurprising that Reading have the better head-to-head record with us. Uh, 
Reading, like a lot of clubs lately, uh, we never really played until we tumbled down the divisions in the 1970s. Uh, we've met on 53 occasions, though. Uh, Reading unbeaten in six games in the Cup. Uh, Town winning 15 league games, 13 draws overall, and 25 Reading wins in all competitions. Uh, today's memorable game is not the playoff final, but going back to 1996 when Town broke that curse... Uh, and we won 3-1 at the then McAlpine Stadium. A double from Rob Edwards and a goal from the legend that is Andy Booth. Uh, Town were in sixth with seven games to go uh, in that season, uh, which is the same now, Tier 2, Championship level. Shouldn't really talk Tier 2, should we, at the minute? Uh, and a slump source finishing eighth spot, which was a bit of a shame. The Brian Horton era. Uh, Brady, I'm not going to say ask you if you remember much about that because you're a youngling. Uh, Chris, you must yeah. remember a little bit about that Brian Horton side and that particular era a little bit. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was obviously straight after the 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 two seasons after the Warnock days, and he did he did really well that first season. Brian Warnock, it's, Brian Warnock, that, this one isn't it? No, Brian, who's Brian Warnock? <laughs> it's New Year's Day, mate. Give me a chance. You could say Brian Warnock because it was pretty much Warnock's team, wasn't it, with Brian Horton? Yeah, wasn't Brian it? Horton. And, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's New Year's Day. Sorry, lads. Um, but yeah, the, that team. I thought he did really well that first season. Obviously, that ninety five, ninety six season. You know, was mm. he inherited a couple, lost a couple. Um, and 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 he did he did well to have us up so high and obviously it didn't end well for him but that that team was he, he tried to play a completely different style of football didn't he to to Warnock and I know he tried to we I've watched the since the season review DVDs when you look back he really makes a lot of discussion around how he's trying to change the style trying to change the style trying to play a different way and I want to enjoy watching us and all that and you know I think he did for that for certainly that season anyway it didn't end well but that no, was decent wasn't it I think he got improvements out of a couple like Darren Bullock became a quality player that year he was outstanding that year and he, he even brought a couple through didn't he like Simon Collins played a lot that year and he did yeah Simon Collins um, uh, who else Sam Collins was a little bit later wasn't he his brother yeah uh, a little bit later than that but yeah he did, did alright Tom Cowan did well as well in a in a yeah. passing team before Tom sadly injured his knee didn't he and uh then ended up uh, his career ended up winding down. Rob Edwards was a great like. If you, you you forget that we signed him, I think people remember him for that season when he scored the winner in, against Lincoln. But when he was like a bit of a jobsman left back, but he was brilliant. He was a deadly striker when he first came. Played off the both wings that season. He he was a real danger man. Left great left foot. The idea, yeah, the idea was really get Steve Jenkins on the outside and Rob Edwards would come in and just just smack it on his left foot and he had a right shot on him. I remember the. First goal he got against Luton, I think. And uh, they yeah. had a seven-foot goalkeeper did Luton. I think he was called Ian Foyer or something. His surname was Foyer. And he absolutely smashed it past him and he never saw it. It was uh, fantastic. But enough of uh, enough of the reminisce uh, on, New, on New Year's Day. Brady, up come the Royals. So give us the lay of the Manor Estate. Yeah. Um, so Reading... <sighs> Reading are a weird team, um, and by weird, I mean Chris will probably go on to say, but stats-wise, they're a mess. Like you know, you can't really predict them. They've been a bit of an odd team, but they're six in the table. Um, I think it was a bit that I'd be a bit of a surprise at the start of the season, um, and we're, they're only six points ahead of us. So it does kind of show you how how weird this league's been um, so far. But what was quite interesting, they've only won one of their last five away games. Um, so. Yeah, quite, you know, starting to stutter a little bit. Um, we didn't manage to get a fan for the um, for the chat for this, but I did get one for our kind of match preview article. 
and uh, Simeon, who's from the Tilehurst end, he's basically said they started um, focusing on being hard to beat, um, but they've sort of slowly progressed the playing style and become a bit more expansive, but they do have quite a few attacking injuries, so we might not see that expansive style of play um, in the game. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, a, bit, a bit of a weird team running, basically, is what I'd say, but um, I'm sure we'll go on to, to the uh, strengths and weaknesses shortly. Yeah, let's do that now then. Strengths and weaknesses of Reading. So for me, it was a side that were top of the league earlier in the season and that's despite not having John Swift from the first couple of games as well and he's an outstanding player at this level. Uh, but they were almost a bit of an anomaly in some ways, Reading, and they got a lot of unfair criticism as well uh, earlier on from independence, shall we say. Uh, and maybe some of it was warranted because it, it felt like every time Reading entered the opposition half and had a shot, they would score. And their conversion rates were absolutely out of the out of this world, you know, for um, for shots to shots to goal ratio, and they were top of the league by a, a little stretch at one point. I think they at one point they could have almost stretched it by ten points, but mm. they've slid a little bit since. Reading fans may point to injury, but others might point to the fact that they're not scoring from every shot now. <laughs> um, but for me, Reading look a decent side uh, and a decent shout for grabbing, you know, maybe the fifth or sixth spots you know for the playoffs um chris tell us about the main strengths and weaknesses then of of reading yeah there's a there's a couple of things that obviously you guys have mentioned um i'm going to start with as almost looking at like brady said around their stats and sort of trying to get a gauge of what type of team they are they are just a lot of the like form stats they're just middle of the middle of the road or like just sixth or seventh so obviously when they started they've had the best away record the best home record the best first half the best second half and since then they've really dropped and most of their things if you look over form um <clears throat> at the last six eight ten and twelve games they're banging the middle of the league between 15th and 11th in, in all of those so you really get to see how much they have dropped off recently and i do think until they get the players back, they'll end up being a mid-table team and just try and be hard to beat. You look at the injuries that they've got, Zhao is obviously the huge one. He's got 11 goals already this season. Pushkas is another, I think, is a good player at this level. Maite is, the, is another one. So the three of the top four scorers are out. The captain's out and a, a really good right-back for this level in, in year, Dom. So there's, they, they are missing... A, a, a spine to the team but although Brady said they've only won one of their last five away games they've overall they've got a solid away record they've only lost three of 11 and have a plus one goal difference so that's that's something for them to sort of hold on to in terms of strengths and weaknesses um, I think from they seem to have a, like a similar profile to how they play and maybe that, that sort of European style manager to Barnsley strangely so they don't score and they don't have many shots so that for instance in away games there's only four teams with uh, less shots than them And but they also like Barnsley con concede the fewest shots per game Reading are the third fewest same as Barnsley they're not really a crossing team so they look to work the ball into better areas and yeah, the, it, it, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tough one for them. I think this game is one you look at, and they're a few points ahead of us in the table. But taking everything into account, form and what sort of record at home we've got, how they're stuttering at the minute with their injury records. I know we've got some injuries, but um, I really fancy us in this game. Um, I'll what I'll do. I'll I'll lead us in to um, to the to their danger man if you want. Um, Jump, I'm, oh, I'm happy for one of you guys to go no, first. Go How it. many have you got? All right, okay. I'll I'll, I'll take the um, 
less obvious one. I'm gonna. I think the most obvious one. Um, we'll, we'll see if you get to it. And if not, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. But I'm sure you will. I'm gonna take Rinamota. Um, he's a young centre midfielder um, who was actually born in Leeds, as we found out this morning. Um, but he's really energetic, and he's a, one of the, one of the few. Well, a lot of players that they bring through their academy. You know that that's one thing you've got to really admire about Reading over the past ten years. Certainly, that they do bring and develop, and certainly give opportunities to a lot of players through through their academy. So he's one of these lads, even though he was a northern lad, and he's really energetic, but in a, a, a strong presence, decent on the ball, young lad. I think he's getting a few a few looks from from higher, um, and I think he'll be a him and the Semedo, whether they play him as an eight or a ten, is is a different one. But with with those two in the middle of the field, they do give him a real energetic feel to that sort of area. Um, so I think that's. Um, that's a real interesting one for, for for them, and and might be where the games won and lost in in the middle of the field. Redhouse. Yeah, so um, I think this isn't my player, but um, I think again I went for someone because I feel like we'll cover their their star man. But I actually went for their keeper, uh, Raphael. Um, he's been a bit shaky this season, but last season he was he was he was quality, and he he's one of those keepers where he's a classic championship keeper. You, you see some games from him where you're like, oh my God, how's this guy not in the Premier League? He's amazing. And then I'll put in a, in a howler. But I do think, um, I, I agree that Reading are quite vulnerable, particularly the fullbacks. They're, they're quite weak defensively. You can kind of get in behind them. So I feel like he might be quite a busy lad. Um, you know, I know we don't create a lot of shots, but I, I think, you know, we will, we will trouble Reading. Um, and I think he'll need to have a good game. But um yeah, uh, that's that's kind of who I've gone for. But again, I I think me and Chris are thinking of the, the star man. Well, do you, I, do I go for the me, Do I go for the tapping? Yeah, I've, you do. I've mate. got we'll two, leave you on. I've got two here that I've that I've highlighted and uh, need, and you said neither. Um, one of them's Oji Avario, who I think is a really good player, tall, rangy player that was formerly at Liverpool and and Rangers. But the tapping he's obviously got to be Michael Olise, hasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. four goals and seven assists this season um, it's got a couple of good goals as well actual goals and assists are, are higher than his expected assists and goals as well which shows that he's performing at a higher level than he either previously did or is expected to do so so yeah, he's a he's a good player isn't he a talented player that seems to have, have really come to prominence this year so he's definitely one that we'll have to watch uh, I think he's the one where he, he's going to be your next one that goes for 20 million plus. He's like the next uh, Eze, isn't he? Eberechi Eze. Yeah, next yeah. Eze, you know, the, the David Brooks. He's most similar type to maybe Brooks with obviously his left foot coming in from that right side. But he's a serious player. Like you look at some of his goals and assists, he's to say he's, he's only 19. Yeah, yeah, he's you know he, he he's athletically the part as well, and I'd say what he you know there's there's some real big teams looking at him, and he's you know it's another one. That, that's going to go for big, big money from the championship. I'd say of, of the younger crop, you know, we talk about the top quality players who are established in this league. I'd say this guy is the pick of the younger crop. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, because um, Reading's kind of main source of strength is their set pieces. And he's really good at set pieces and delivering like free kicks and some kind of corners too. And like you say, for a young lad, that's kind of, that catches the eye because, um, yeah. you know, to be good at set pieces. I mean, a lot of teams... That consistency that, so. in it, yeah. Another, yeah. another challenge for uh, Harry Toffolo then, who's uh, shown up pretty well, I think, so far to challenges this season. Uh, Chris, yeah. what are our strengths and weaknesses for, for Huddersfield looking at Reading then in particular? 
Yeah, I think, well, like I've said, I just think at, at the minute um, it's a really good opportunity to play them. I think the the main strength is we can be a little bit more expansive because just because of the lack of firepower. I'm not saying we're just going to go gung-ho and that they're not going to score. You know, watch now, we'll lose 3-0. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it'd be interesting if they bring a Luco back to maybe have a bit more pace up top um, rather than... Um, play through the others. Um, so th- that'd be the interesting one for me, but I think it could allow us to be a little bit more expansive. I'm not always an advocate of getting both we- uh, fullbacks forward at the same time. You've got to have that security behind the ball. Maybe this is an opportunity where we where we could maybe do that a little bit more. Um, and potentially, rather than playing, obviously, Bakuna or, or Brian as a wide player or mixing between them two, it might be a potentially one for a Pritchard or one of the more offensive-minded players on the bench where you actually play two out and out wingers. So I think that could be a, um, I think just the whole, um, I think we're quite evenly matched in terms of style. And I think just our difference in, you know, plus our home record, I think it will allow us to be um, a little bit more expansive and, and, and maybe commit a few bodies forward. Mm, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, Brady, what key player have you got for town? Uh, do you know, how do you lead town into, or what do you see as, our strength and, and what player have you picked for us to be our key person? Um, well, we've picked him a, a, a few a few times and uh, this is Chris's fan club, but I've gone for Lewis O'Brien. I think the reason thief. why is... <laughs> a thief, sorry. <laughs> I think the reason why, um, because I think Stephen Chicken noticed, uh, commented on it as well, but in the last few games, um, him Bakun has been playing on the left, but they have kind of swapped um, positions during the game. And... I think O'Brien would admit he's not hit the heights he did last season, but I've noticed he he seems to uh, be starting quite slow in games, but when he does make that switch, I mean, we saw it time and time again last season, but he can break forward. And I think that's where we, he might be quite quite useful because he is he's surprisingly quick. I think that's what we see. He seems to just get past people. Um, and I think his obviously his relationship with Toffolo when he does, you know, on and off the pitch, but when he does go on that left wing, I think that'll be a, a real area of strength. So, um, like, like um, I mean, like everyone's kind of said, you know, with Karoma out, it's kind of been quite a good, um, you know, stopgap. So, uh, yeah, Lewis O'Brien. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, so that's something I've I've said on the last two or three podcasts as well, that first 20, 25 minutes, Lewis O'Brien slowly gets into it and and then he kind of kicks on doesn't he for the rest of the game uh, Chris uh, who's your uh, your key man I've got a weird one that no one's going to pick so I'm going to throw it to you first alright nice um, um, I'm going to go with a, a little hat tip to Toffolo I think like you mentioned there just to keep Elisa quiet 
like you say, I think uh, it was maybe unfair. To, I think that when I last picked him, it was Bournemouth away, yeah. and we lost five nil. So, but I think that's, it's unfair to put that on him. But obviously, he didn't keep everybody quiet, which would have been very difficult uh, with with the team that was picked. Um, I think in terms of, um, we'll give him a hat tip then. So I'm going to go for Hoggy. Um, I've not picked Hoggy yet. Um, and I think this one, like I mentioned, with their strengths in the middle of the field, their athleticism um, and, and the way that they'll play, I think this this will need to match their energy and physicality in there. Uh, and I think where we win this battle will be in there. Um with that hockey being that little nitty gritty one and allow the others to be a little bit more forward thinking and, and just keep things ticking. And obviously he's, I think he's been playing really well recently. And I think every season everyone thinks, is this the last one? And, you know, like everyone knowing him well, he does have dips. And I think in the past is, is, He's sort of we've been worried about him playing all the games over this period. I know when I was there a while ago, we were, he just seems to be going getting better and better physically, which is great. So, yeah, I'm going to go for, for for Hoggy this one. It could be if, if we dominate that middle of the field, um, we'll have a good chance. Okay, I could probably give you guys 10 guesses each and you probably won't get the, the player I'm going to pick. But um, So, yeah, so unless we make some early moves in the January window uh, for a striker, then I think Kean Harrett is going to have to start playing some games because Fraser Campbell, to me, looks dead on his feet the last couple of games. Um, he works really hard, does Fraser, but... He just looks absolutely shattered, and with Danny Ward still not, not back, you know, weeks away, I think from fitness, um, there's a lot of burden on Fraser Campbell, and uh, I think the key really now at this point of the year is rotation and and getting the right kind of rotation. Um, so maybe it's not Kean Harrett as such my key player, but my key decision, if you like, will be that Carlos maybe needs to start using the five substitutes rather than two after seventy or eighty minutes. And maybe using them earlier as well and keep players and, and things a little fresh. So um, my key really is to use players like Key and Harrett and and rest the likes of uh, Fraser Campbell, etc. Unless- I do find it interesting that he's he's not using them because you would be using them. If there any time of the season you'd be mm-hmm. using them at this time, you'd be changing the team. We said it after, I know he did it at Bournemouth, which is sort of like the sacrificial lambs went out. Yeah. But um, I think he, he's not changed it as much as certainly when David was here, when we was the other, the other foreign manager that obviously I've worked with, he, he, he changed it a lot and he hasn't done that much. Now I'm sort of starting to read into it. Is that because he doesn't want to weaken the team by bringing them on? Because that's quite a big statement to make. Um, you know, these lads have gone out on, on a few lower league loans and some of them have come back better for it. Look at Edmunds Green, obviously, being the main one. But it's interesting that he's not using them, I think. Yeah, you do wonder whether it's a, a trust issue or whether it's a yeah. quality issue. There's, But yeah. I think at some point he's got to rotate them before they fall to bits, um, especially with the level of games they've played. You know, I, I do worry that there's... I think Asim Venga coined the red zone, didn't he? So uh, you would imagine there's several players in the I, red zone. I think they'll have a right bash at this one. And it wouldn't surprise me if a couple played against Plymouth. I saw Ward is going to be back in training next week. Okay. And I think he might just flog him out one more time. But I, I, I'd massively take your point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, so that's for me, really, is, is just to get the rotation right. So uh, the next thing is uh, for our uh, little feature, isn't it? It's uh, Return to the Mac, a player that you would uh, back to or bring back to win this game. Um, Lauren DeWaptra beating Ian Dunn for me was a farce. Uh, the bloke scored oh, one, once God. in 18 months and didn't want to train because the grass was two oh, millimeters mate. longer than he wanted it oh. to be. Um, recency it's, it's, recency it's, bias it's, again, I think. 
It's disgraceful, mate. He's still, he's still down. I think he's still down <laughs> London somewhere on the back of a rickshaw. Is uh, is Lauren Dupont? That's the only reason why he got voted because he had a fag hat and was pitching with his arm around a, a young lady <laughs> after uh, after that game. I'm telling you now, he was scored one good goal, scored a goal, two goals off errors. Obviously important goals, but oh wow! I am dying to yeah. hear Brady's um, yeah, new, let's, new let's year resolution on, of what player he's picked. I'm, I'm dying to hear this. Well. <sighs> Right, if I'm going first, I because again, because it's New Year's Day, um, I don't know if we've got this person before. Um, I Reading are really good at set pieces, and that's where um, you know, and we're, we're kind of weak at corners and stuff like that. Um, just to mention as well, this isn't my player, but I think Schofield still a bit, um, still needs to improve a little bit at corners and set pieces. But um, yeah. I've gone for a defender, uh, and I think this guy was no nonsense, and we might need this. Uh, I've gone for Peter Clark. If we've I've been picked, had, he's been had. I've he's been had. All right, oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go for Sean Morrison then, just because he has no nonsense. Yeah, uh, he was on my yeah. uh, he was on my radar to pick at some point with Sean Morrison. So Brady's beat me. To yeah, yeah. I thought he was. Um, I thought he was cracking Sean Morrison as a player. Yeah, good lad. And obviously, we've seen how good he has gone on to play for Cardiff in the Prem. And yeah, again, I'd I'd love him back at the club. I think he's class. A little so, bit of recency Morris bias there because he's still smashing it to this day, isn't he? Um, yeah, sure. no, I, I, I can accept that. He didn't. He, he, <laughs> I wouldn't look at him and think, "Oh, he's a he's an easy pick for everyone to just pick on my pole." No, he's, he's decent though. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Who, who's I your? Think he's still jealous. <laughs> who's your easy pick then, Chris? Oh, I've not got an easy pick. You know, it's starting to get more difficult now, and especially like I've said a few times, I haven't picked people from recent years um, for a few reasons. But I've not on this one. Um, pardon? I've not this week. It's mine's. Well, me neither. What, what I've gone for, as I mentioned before, around uh, we'll be able to commit a few more bodies forward, so maybe bodies from the midfield. We need energy in the midfield. Um, physicality. This this guy played in a two a lot as well, even though he was able to get forward. Um, he wasn't like he, he scored important goals. Um, like I always remember him coming up when we needed him, and I think he, like you're saying, if people like Fraser Campbell are starting to slow down a bit, and obviously you can't rely on Naby Sarr, unfortunately, scoring two every week. Um, I think we are going to need some goals from midfield. Um, so I'm going to go for um, Marcus Browning. No. <laughs> probably probably scored one of the goals in the best atmosphere I've ever seen I've ever been a part of a, a, as a town fan and it was at Main Road um uh, yeah. that that season with uh, with Stuart and Vinard up front and the, the atmosphere that day was absolutely outstanding but um and he scored a header from nearly the edge of the box yeah. so Great Chris idea. Beach yeah Chris he always seems so important goals getting the box and like worked his tail off he was Hard working, sort of working class lad, a bit like you know what, what we're saying about Hoggy, really, really sort of solid, dependable, and and really important team player. So I'm going to go for Chris Beach. You could score a few more goals than than Hoggy. I always thought Chris Beach was a a 90s more gritty version of Michael Collins, if you like. One yeah. that, that would kind yeah. of make those forward runs and score. I remember the goals he scored in his derby in the cup as well. That was good. Yeah. The, the tw- 20, 22 and a half thousand actual yeah. fans in the ground, not not a gate attendance as well against Derby in the FA Cup and him going through and, and flicking yeah, it on the keeper was and the crowd yeah. was mental that day. It was it was amazing. That was a great day that. Yeah, Chris Beach. Chris Beach. Okay, so the <laughs> I don't I don't know if Brady will heard of this guy that I've gone for. Uh, and he's not from the nineteen twenties or anything, but uh right, so uh we need Intrigue. a striker. For me, I think we need a striker at the minute with Ward not available, 
Uh, Fraser Campbell uh, looking incredibly tired. Uh, the man who I'm bringing back this week scored 38 goals in 83 appearances, which is pretty decent for a, for an abject town side as well. This was a bad town side that he was in, and he was a standout player. Uh, he was player of the year in 1987. Oh, wow. And top scorer in both the 86, 87, and 87, 88 seasons before being sold to Swindon. Do you remember when we used to sell players to Swindon? Ah, yeah. De- depressing. Uh, the man I'm bringing back is an international footballer, and he is? Craig Maskell. No, Duncan Shearer. Shearer? Oh. Yeah, Duncan Shearer. We did sell Craig Maskell. He, I think he went to Reading, though, didn't he? But he ended up at Swindon. Did we sign him from Swindon then or something? Craig Maskell. I might have to Google that. He was at Swindon when they got promoted, wasn't he, in the playoffs? But, but I do remember him being synonymous with, with Glenn Hoddle's with, team, wasn't he? Yeah, Duncan Shearer, though, great shout. Yeah, Duncan Shearer for me, powerful uh, striker, great, you know, could hit a ball incredibly hard. I've only seen him on video, so I've had to go back a little bit. It's a couple of years before I've started supporting, but I do know a lot of people speak highly of him, and I do remember him as a footballer when I started watching football up in, you know, when he was playing for Aberdeen and and a couple of others as well. He was he was a class act. So uh, Duncan Shearer is is my pick. So I've gone for Duncan Shearer. Brady's gone for Sean Morrison, uh, and. Uh, you went for Chris Beach, didn't you? There we go, New Year's Day. I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> right, so next feature, um, it's time for us to don David Wagner's blue baseball cap, Carlos's skinny chinos, which won't fit for most of us just after Christmas, and Mark Robbins's glowering expression as we try to predict what will happen as we are the coach. So Danny Green won't be in consideration, which is a shame we've seen um, uh, over uh, over with Carlos's press conference. Uh, neither will Rolando Ahrens, who we believe may be close to joining uh, early on in January, which could give us a little bit of freshness. Uh, however, what are we going for? Uh, shall I go first? Because I've not gone first. Yeah, yet, you so. go first, mate. Uh, right, so uh, I'm, going for, I'm going for the same team, basically, uh, keeping the same side. I know I've gone on about rotation, but I would start with the same team, uh, but I would rotate more during the game, if possible, and that's Schofield, Pippa, Romani, Emmons, Green, uh, super striker Nabisar at the back this on this occasion. Harry Toffolo, Hoggy, Bakuna in the middle. Iting, uh, who Iting looks absolutely shot at the minute, but I feel like he's been flogged a little bit and he's one that needs to be rotated, but there doesn't seem to be anyone particularly that we could rotate him with, although Scott High is back, so I would imagine I would I would like to see Scott High on the bench and maybe have a spell at some point with Iting where possible. O'Brien on the left and Benza and Fraser Camp, poor old Fraser Campbell ploughing that long throw up there. Uh, prediction wise, I think it's a tired looking town side. And like you say, we don't, I don't see us creating a lot against Reading, who are quite tough, but I don't see Red, like Chris says, I don't see Reading creating a lot either. So I've gone for a one all draw in this one. Okay, go on, Brady. Uh, yeah, I mean, same same uh, lineup as you, Matt. I think we're at the end of this crazy run, and like you said, we're playing Plymouth, and I think there'll be a lot of rotation. And I would bring on players in this game later on because obviously we can make five subs, even though as we've talked about, um, Carlos doesn't really like to do that. Um, yeah, I think yeah, same thing really. Um, but I do, I do think Reading will score. Um, but I, I think I'm basically going to go. I think it'll almost be like the Blackburn game where we have enough chances to kill it off um, and then they get back into it, but we managed to sneak another somehow. Uh, so I'm going to go to 2-1 uh, uh, town and I'd be well happy with that. 
So what I I'm going to go. Uh, I agree. Obviously, there's not many changes to make. The squad's not really deep, is it? I would. It's still interesting how we de- we're not seeing Vallejo at all. He's been here enough now to really get a chance if he's going to. If he's going to, maybe it could be again like the Plymouth game, like I said. But um, the only change I potentially made, like I said, you could go a little bit more offensive. I think I made a case for playing Pritchard um, a little bit more, um, and obviously I. I'm going to continue with that. If you wanted to change it, maybe go a little bit more offensive, bring him in for Bakuna or, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to drop O'Brien, am I? Um, and, uh, and, and, and play him out on the left, get him coming inside, getting Toffolo going on the outside, give them something to think about. I'm a lot more optimistic for this game, certainly than Matt. Um, I just look at them and think that it's going to be, it's been a long period for them. Um, they obviously had a good, I think it's a good result um, getting the draw at Swansea. Um, so they'll be reasonably buoyed. I think they'd be happy with nil-nil, uh, to be honest. Um, our first half record now at home is the second best in the league. So I think we'll be 2-0 up early on again and I think it'll finish 2-0. I'm, I'm quite sort of bullish for this one. Uh, un- so unusually, obviously, I, I look at the players they're missing and just think they'll come and sit. They will make it difficult. We are going to be free scoring and it's not going to be a 5-6. So it's, I'm not like getting that carried away. But I just think we could be, you know, score one early and it'll really deflate them. I think the longer they've got something to hang on for, the longer it could be nil-nil. So I'm going 2 nil, and I've never got one right yet. So I might just guess twice and say nil-nil as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is it 2 nil or nil-nil? I've got no idea. 2 nil. 2 nil. Right, so Chris and Brady have gone for wins. I've gone for a, a tired-looking draw. Um, I'm, I hope I'm wrong and those two are right, obviously. Uh, I'd prefer Chris to be right because I'd like a nice easy 2-0. That sounds nice and comfortable. But that's it for this week. So uh, thanks for joining us for the preview show. Uh, thank you again for joining us in 2021. Happy New Year to all town fans out there. And we'll be back with the main podcast after the Reading game. Oh, what a night. Late in May in 2017. Shinder scored, it was a heffing dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in George's Square did see What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and offends and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night Lost so safe in mesmerizing me Low low charge and flattened all Chelsea down for bridge or water night. Oh, I, I got a funny feeling when he walked and offense and then the commentator yelled, He takes our chance. Oh, I.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.